0: welcome to sunburnt country music interviews with australian country music artists my name is sophie and i have been interviewing australian country music artists for over a decade and i still love it i love their stories i love their insights and i love their music so i hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast charlie fitler played his first tamworth country music festival at the age of 13 and attended the academy of country music in 2018 He's just released his debut EP, Dying Bree, which is a collection of four original songs and a Slim Dusty cover. Charlie lives and works on the land and brings this experience to his country music, and the EP is fantastic.
1: Hi, Charlie. Hey, Savi. How's it going?
0: I'm going very well, and I've been listening to this EP since it came out um, on high rotation, I have to say. Um, oh, it, cool. is, it's a, it is a wild and entertaining ride in so many ways, but I'm actually going to start by saying that track two has to have a contender for the best song title of the year, and that is Buck and Luck. And I always like <laughs> it so quietly. It's, <laughs> it's, just, it's yeah. a song about the dangers of being a rodeo rider, but the last time we spoke, I recall you mentioning that you wanted to get on a Bull or a Bronc or a Buck and bronc, um, but your manager, <laughs> you thought your manager wouldn't let you do it. Has that happened?
1: <laughs> uh, no, nah, not yet, not yet. No, I want to get on a Bronc, but I've um, <laughs> uh, been playing a couple rodeos and I always tell him um, when he books them that, in the entries, I've got a free entry into the, uh, to the bronc road, but no, nah, he never puts that in the contract. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Useless.
0: <laughs> but it is like, for someone who doesn't ride broncs or bulls, you certainly evoke the experience. And i have, cause I've interviewed bull riders. I once worked on a book about bull riding. And when I heard that song, I was like, yeah, it's just that attitude of, oh, well, I may die. Yeah. But I'm not gonna stop what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So where did the um where where did you start with that song? Like was it just watching riders, you've seen it, rodeos and stuff and thinking you wanted to document that experience?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've always been um caught up in the well, I've played polo cross, been playing polo cross for years and years and years. Always had a lot to do with um with horses and um you know, I've been in a lot of radios and done a lot of breaking. Breaking Horses and done either of them and uh, I thought, I thought it would be a good song um, a, so, sort of a good track to an EP um, brought one in and yeah I, I had a few words actually written down um, in a notepad there for a while and when I went down um, the second time with uh, Bill Chambers I showed him lyrics and I was like oh yeah that could work worked on that that chorus changed probably five times like we can never get it right um, yeah every Two weeks, we'll touch base about the song, and uh, and then one day we got it when um when I went down to Bill's another time uh we got the chorus and we was like oh well it's pretty funny we're all just laughing about it. was like, ah, it's a bit of a funny song and then um yeah whipped up Buck and Luck and we we thought it'd be you know a bit of an anthem type song um cool. yeah because I do play um a fair few rodeos so mm-hmm. it'd be a good song to throw in there my. Uh,
0: I bet it goes down a treat there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> it's just the first time I was like, oh, this is, God, this is absolute gold. Um, clearly, I'm very enamoured with it. Um, um, And while the song is about the experiences of being a writer, it's also about doing what you love and taking chances on it. That's my interpretation of it. And I think the same could be said of music, really.
1: Yeah, that's it, 100%. Um, yeah, there's a lot of chances in both. Um, One, you might die, so... Probably not exactly the same as um as singing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
0: still, like there are risks, you know, uh, like putting yourself out there, particularly when you're writing your own songs. It's it is it's a risky endeavor.
1: Oh, it is. It is. Um, oh, I think there's risks in all jobs, but um, yeah, m- music definitely has its risks, hundred percent. Um, especially um, starting out careers, it's it's a tough old business. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, and standing up at a rodeo, you know, you're performing in front of a crowd that is there to be entertained and they're after, you know, adrenaline entertainment, really. Um, So I I would think that just it's not exactly, you know, beers being thrown at you or whatever, but I would imagine there are some moments when you're like, I've got to really
1: keep a lid on this. Yeah. Oh, rodeo is pretty fun. Um, Yeah, you get some some wild crowds there. Um, But I don't mind it. I reckon it's good fun trying a few beers (laughs) as long as they're full
0: (laughs) as long as they land intact on the stage right (laughs) yeah that's it that's it i I should have said when you mentioned polycross that always looks like quite a violent (laughs) horseback sport or potentially violent yeah
1: Yeah, it is a fair bit yeah i've played polycross for years and years um been slowing down the last last two years um you know it's been hard. Polar crosses on weekends and most times um gigs are majority on um weekends too so it's been hard um to go to a few carnivals but uh, still got a couple of horses running around here and still use horses for work a lot but um yeah hopefully try and get fit in a couple more carnivals at the end of the year.
0: Now you wrote the title track of the EP, which is Dying Breed, with your older brother, Tom. Do yep. you have plans to write other songs with him or was that just like a he happened to wander into your songwriting process?
1: Yeah, sometimes. Oh, um, yeah, when I come up with a song, it was um, it was totally different. It was, I was just, you know, playing around with it and he was at home, he didn't even know what he was doing. Here. Anyway, um, I was singing this song. He's like, oh, who wrote that? And I was like, me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, not bad. Anyway, I sat down and... um. I think we're just in a mood for writing songs. And yeah, we wrote "Dying Breed at uh, at the kitchen table one afternoon. So and I looked at it and said, like, oh, it's kind of cool. And even uh when we we're recording in the studios, um it was pretty funny because we had like, barely any tabs or any charts written out for this song. All I had was a a voice recording uh, yeah. on my phone. And I showed that to the band while we in the studio and um not not one of us thought that that song would be the title track, but um, here it is, it was the title track of the EP. So it was a pretty, it's was got a pretty funny story behind it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, now, you mentioned the musicians, and you do have some very high-caliber musicians playing on this, including Rod Mottby and uh, Jeff McCormick. allbeck plays fiddle, and, of course, Bill Chambers, who produced it, contributes yeah. as well. It must have been great to see your songs come to life
1: with those musicians. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Like, the, the whole process of um, doing the EP, it it was um it was a fair fair long process from the start of writing the songs till the day you're in the studio and um we we only had the studio for a day so I was in and out and um, try and do the best as we can and um it was a lot going on uh, from that morning till night yeah we we finished up pretty late there at night but um, it was pretty cool to see the songs all come together but come together with musicians that can bring it just just that's their profession like you can't I couldn't get any better musicians that played on this track and um it shows and um I reckon the boys did a fantastic job and I've always been happy um with what the boys did that day yeah
0: so the whole EP was recorded in a day Uh,
1: yeah oh yeah majority we were all the band all the tracks so um the guitar bass drums um a lot of me vocal was recorded that day just um in the studio and then we did a little bit um of a couple vocal takes um at Bill's studio yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so So Bill
1: um obviously
0: worked with you on Buck and Luck and as the producer I can't help saying that song title again Charlie um (laughs) why was he the right producer for you for this EP? I
1: um I got in touch with Bill through my manager and uh when when I uh, first wrote the song Gypsy Soul, which is on the EP and uh, Buck and Luck, and the whole process of um, the songwriting, and we did a couple um, rough demos when we um, when we did the songs, and I love the way Bill um, Bill was with the recording process. Like I really liked the way they did, did it, and uh, from very get go, um, uh, we always had plans of doing the EP, and um, it, it was. There was no other people except for Bill Chambers that I wanted on that AP.
0: Now, Gypsy Soul track three is a bit of a love love song, but what impressed me um, about it was that you sing it like you've lived it, like you sounded a bit old old and almost weary, which is (laughs) is a compliment in that, you know, you're not old and you're not weary. Um, So I'm wondering what the story was behind the song.
1: Oh, I had um, a bit like all my songs um, uh, you always get. I've got... Uh, 50 100 different um you know in your notes of your phone mm-hmm. you know I just have a song a bit of a few lyrics come to me and i had a heap of them and always liked that song and i had a um had a nice little verse in there and when me and bill worked on it it was um that was the first time we met we wrote that song right. and um yeah we we um we just got in that whole mood of that song and oh. Uh, it, it just kept flowing on the paper, to be honest. And um, by the end of it, we did that demo that night and um, we always knew that song was definitely going to be on the EP. It was... um, it, 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 That song was more of a um, getting to know um, me and Bill's writing, uh, getting to know each other in a way, yeah. Where we wrote a love song. It's a bit, bit cute, isn't it? <laughs>
0: a heartbreaker really um and I'm so I was wondering when you went into the studio did you like to connect with the story and it's almost like you're inhabiting a role when you're singing that because as I said you're not old you're not weary but there was a world weariness to the tone of it
1: yeah I had to take a box of tissues into the day when I did that (laughs) no I'm joking um yeah yeah 100% the whole that was a massive thing with me because I've um I've done limited amount of time in studios and I tell you what, it is the difference from recording in a studio like vocal takes to getting up on stage at a gig or a show is completely different. Like, every single thing, everything's looked at with fine um, tooth comb. Like, um, it's all about emotion. Like, you can get up there and energetic on stage, but in the studio, it's it's got to be spot on you. You write a love song, you've got to be in that moment. You write a hype song, you've got to, you know, you've got to be... Bloody looking like rocky going on <laughs> um, yeah it's um it's a hard one I tell you I'm still still getting used to it I'm no expert at all in the studio and uh, but yeah you've you really got as a talk to a lot of different people um everyone's got a lot of different some people when they go into studios it's like uh, um they have traditions you know they mm-hmm. uh, they they won't talk for a day before or they'll do that many exercises, make sure everything's perfect. You know, like um, everyone's got their own unique little different um, little things they do with recording in the studios. Mine's a bit, um, yeah, I don't really have one yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't think she needed anything too tricky because you did a great job and you also inhabited track four, which is Cowboy Angels beautifully. Now, there is a story
1: behind that song and it's not a not a great one. So I'm wondering if you can tell me about it. No, uh, it's... Um... Oh, back when COVID was on, uh, when COVID was like in lockdown, we're at home. I was still at school, uh, doing year twelve. I got a message from a good mate of mine that I grew up with, that um, one of our good mates had uh, passed away the night before, and uh, we we couldn't get, well, I couldn't get to to Gunndar to go to um the funeral. It was um, it was a bit of a rough, bit of a rough um spot there for a fair while. Like, you you can't do anything. Mm. when we're in lockdown and all we do is, you know, ring up the boys and, you know, always stay in contact. But um always wanted to write a song. Um so I sat down and for ages I wrote that song. Like it yeah, it, it didn't didn't happen overnight. I, there was always bits that, you know, because it's a long process of, you know, losing a mate. And, you know, it was quite the same process with uh writing that song. And I always had that song and it was um I Always had a connection to that song that was different to any other song I've written, mm-hmm. and um, I'll tell you what, like um, recording that song, and putting on the AP, it's, um, it was a bit more special than any other any other of the songs on the AP. But um, yeah, it's 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 got a good story, and I, I didn't, I wanted I wanted to write the song for other people too, for other people to connect to it. Um, but yeah, it's yeah a bit of a um, yeah don't. I try not to think of the song as a sad song, but um, more of a more of a good memory, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think where it's unusual is that you know, it sort of acknowledges that that there might there might be an afterlife of sorts. You're basically saying, you know, you hope the cowboy angels are escorting your friend. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's I think it's a little more positive than it could have been. Let's put it that yeah.
1: way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't want to write it. Yeah, I had no intentions of writing the song—the um, saddest song I could. I had no intentions; it wasn't, didn't have to be a sad song at all. But uh, mm. no, I was um, always. Yeah, the song's a little bit, um, a little bit uh, close to me than any of the others. But yeah, I understand why,
0: and you sing it—you sing it like it is as well. But then for the last track on the EP, we have quite a shift because it's a uh, cover of a Slim Dusty and Stan Costa written song, "Battle with the Roan." Um, it's it's a great tale. How did you come to pick that one to cover?
1: Battle with the Rhone. That that's a that's an old tune, that one. Oh, I've been listening to that song for years. Everyone listens to the old Battle with the Rhone. And <laughs> uh, Yeah. When uh when we were doing the recording for the AP, we were, um we were thinking about you know what could be the fifth song. We had a few ideas and um my manager Chris, he said, um I said, What about if we do a cover? And I said, Oh, I don't know, dunno, like you know, thinking about doing all my own songs on it and He's like, no, I want you to go through um a heap of um old songs, Slim songs, any songs. Just just send send me what you want. And i was like, you know what? Let's do a cover of the the old um the great Australian pioneer of country music. And um we we didn't want to do any of the songs um like the more I, I wanted I wanted to be an old Stockman, old bushy song. So uh mm-hmm. we picked Battle with the Roan, Been listening to it for years and. No, it was a it was a bit a bit of a tribute and a bit of a, um, a bit of a thanks and um, you know a bit of honor to the people that you know were the pioneers of Australian mm-hmm. kind of music and um we thought it fitted in real well with the um with the rest of the song so yeah it, it's a great song um that uh yeah always love listening to it and it was great to record it too it was, love the song yeah I did, we've um had in the pipeline for a while that we want to do a, a a video shoot to it. <laughs> Yeah, so I've I mean, trying to find a real rank bronc that's Ryan and, uh, yeah, I was going to buck it out. <laughs> yeah.
0: I particularly enjoy the way you deliver the line about, you know, the Merino started thinking that it's going to be yours. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but you do you do perform the song with a different singing voice than for the other four songs, and I imagine that you were channeling Slim a little in the way uh, you were
1: It's a ballad song. You, you're singing like a ballad. Uh, it, it's a long, it's a long ballad, and um, now it, it was a bit of a fun song to record. Um, yeah, as we didn't try to do any anything too fancy, and we just left it how it is, and yeah, we just sang the ballad. And we, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're still thinking of making the video? Oh yeah, yeah, it's in the pipeline. Just have to so find the horse, right? Yeah, it's got to find a real rank horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so given um, just going back to what you said about um you know being in the studio is so different to singing live because you have a lot of live experience um already and you play in all sorts of different environments do you enjoy the studio experience compared yeah,
1: with like a- the day that we did um all the recording the blokes are in there the most supportive and they want the best for you like that um they're in there to do as best as they can for your music and um yeah, I love being in the studio. It's great, sitting there all day. And the best thing is you can sit on the couch behind the producers and listen to your songs just come to life. Like, mm-hmm. these songs have been um, such a long process and they're all coming together. Like, that's probably one of the best feelings, to be honest, with um, the whole studio um, production. But, uh, yeah, it, it's different. It's different to get into, especially vocal. Like, there, there's a fair bit of pressure there, but you you just got to realise that there isn't. You know, you, you can't you can't have that on your mind in the studio, right. um. But every word you sing in that studio is looked at, <laughs> listened to twenty times, and yeah, by the end of it, you're sick of listening to that song. You're like, ah, stuff this song, but no at the end of it, when you get the um, when you get the mixed copy, yeah, you're like woof, that's all the hard work's paid off. You know,
0: yeah.
1: yeah the the studio is great. I, I do love getting in there. Yeah. Right.
0: But speaking of playing live, you do have some shows coming up, including during Hats Off to Country in Tamworth, which is in early July. Now, a lot of your shows seem to be outdoors. Uh, does the cold weather bother you? Because where you live, it often gets cold.
1: Cold weather bother me. Oh no, I, I work every day um, at Black Mountain, probably one of the cold. Oh, I've been contracting there at Black Mountain there for the past um, couple months, and here, there, everywhere. <laughs> when you get up at six o'clock in the morning. And um, you know, the frost is sitting on the back of the steer's backs. you know it's cold and you're out there sitting on a horse. It, it's miserable. Yeah, so it doesn't really worry me when I'm playing to a gig out in the cold. Oh well I tell you, we, we don't do too many in the cold, but once you're singing and you um, and you're you know pumping around a bit and you, it's not that bad, doesn't affect you, but yeah, know yeah, I don't don't hate the cold, but don't love it, no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and also I guess, you know, as a singer, it, all these things can affect
1: your voice. So you have to make oh, adaptations yeah. for everything that's going on. Yeah, it does a bit, but sometimes you just gotta just battle on, this what it is, you know, can't do much about it. Get up there and sing.
0: Now, uh, do you practice your singing to the steers or do they not get any private concert, concerts from
1: you? Oh, a lot of yelling. A lot of <laughs> yelling at them. But um, oh yeah, sometimes um do a bit of singing, they probably get sick of it. That's why they're but um yeah, no when you're at work, um sometimes you might um have a singing day where you're just walking around singing songs, you got songs stuck in your head, but sometimes that yeah, all you're doing is just work. But um yeah, I love it. But um yeah, it's um that singing finds its place at work sometimes.
0: <laughs> do you get ideas for songs while you're on horseback? Because I don't think that would be a convenient location for you to make notes.
1: Oh no, I just do it on my phone, texting and riding
0: yeah recording a voice memo
1: yeah that's it that's it oh I've had um had a few funny ones I had an interview here not long ago um for when the EP came out and uh I think uh there was a radio station they were great people and they rang up a bit earlier for the interview and I was sitting on a horse and our dogs going everywhere cattle everywhere and trying to do this talk about the EP and Stay out of the wind, yeah. That, that, <laughs> you have some pretty funny ones, but yeah, no, it's it's good fun. But uh, yeah, don't hate it. I love it. Love that kind of stuff. It's good fun.
0: And I would think it would have been appropriate to have all, have all of that going on in the background of an interview about this EP in particular.
1: Yeah, especially when they sit there in the studios, their headphones on, you're trying to call the dog back and get back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, nah, it's good fun. But um, I guess that's just how it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that's your work. It's your working life. That's so it.
0: in terms of um, more recording, are you are you looking ahead to possibly doing some of that? I
1: presume you have some more songs you want to record. The day after recording, you're always thinking about the next time you're recording it. Um, it never stops. You never you, you never stop thinking about that next song that you're going to record. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's just uh, what it is. You've always got to be looking at the future
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: so when, you know, you, you drop a... EP here you got to be looking at the next one straight away and uh, yeah it's it's in, it's in the pipeline and uh, we're just trying to get a few songs together and um, waiting for the right ones but also just um, loving to see um, our uh, Dying Breeds first EP that's out so you know, it's great to see how it's going and um, hopefully ride it as much as we can and um, yeah try and get that EP out as much as we can yeah,
0: yeah. that's
1: well, the so- at the moment yeah
0: certainly deserves to be heard because it's it's wonderful. Um, as I said, I have it on high rotation. Charlie Fittler, it's been great to talk to you about
1: it. Uh, same, goes, Sophie. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.